What up, though? <laughs> this is your boy, Phil Holly, coming to you with yet another episode of Popping Off with Phil, the podcast. It is a brisk uh, morning here in Atlanta, GA, about 37 degrees. And we are in that interesting, what I call October, November weather, where the mornings are cool and brisk and cold. Um, but by midday, you're shedding layers because it's 72 degrees, which is what it will be today. Um, traveling up 85 North, headed to work. Um, I am incredibly blessed that I don't have the traditional Atlanta commute story. I am literally 13 miles from work, about 23 minutes, um, going against traffic. It's pretty smooth sailing for me. Um, but you know, I I like the whole idea of you riding along with me and me providing the soundtrack for your morning, whether you're getting ready for school or getting ready for work, I'm here. Um, micro content, 15 to 20 minutes of your time uh, to get your day started, to hopefully inspire you, to make you laugh, to make you smile, um, maybe even make you cry, but most importantly, make you think. Um, I have literally, literally been raking my brain trying to figure out what this week's podcast was going to be about because it's, it's interesting that I have an idea of what I want to talk about or an episode in May. I have an idea for episode in June, but literally I was like, what the fuck am I going to talk about next week? Like, what am I going to give these people? And I started off with this whole, you know, it was really like faith versus fear, the Genesis. But I want you to know that the pendulum of content is going to uh, swing far and wide from episodes like last week to pure ratchet nonsense because I feel like all of that's part of the culture and all something that I should address and all something that you're probably interested to hear what I think and feel about. So sit back, buckle your seatbelts. It's going to be a a very interesting ride. Not bumpy, but definitely exhilarating. Um, And so to that end, this week is interesting. I literally, literally, I'm using literally a lot. Anyway, I literally thought (laughs) about what I was going to talk about. And I thought I had arrived on the subject matter. Um, I was excited about it. I was like, this is going to be hot. Can't wait to get it popping. And in a matter of minutes, it all changed. And I think that that is the interesting thing about podcasting or that I'm finding and about inspiration, that it comes to you when you least expect it. And it is definitely one of those things that um, you can't plan for. So I had an, uh, an awesome, transformative musical experience uh, on Sunday evening on the campus of Spelman College in the Lovely Sisters Chapel. And that has inspired this week's podcast. Um, it was It's nowhere near what I was going to talk about because I was literally going to talk about some ratchet shit this week. But I felt that this is important. And so we'll get to the ratchet because you're going to be here with me week after week. Um, Thank you to all those individuals who have subscribed and or shared and or reached out to me just to lend your support. Um, Anchor told me this morning that I had about 41 people who listened last week. And so that's super exciting. My hope is to double that this week and just to continue to go forward. I'm not going to put any pressure on myself. Like what will be, will be. 
but I'm really looking forward to hearing from you guys. And Anchor has a really cool platform that allows you to record messages. So you can definitely send me your thoughts, what you think, how you feel, any suggestions. I'm open for it because you guys are literally my co-host. This show, as as all shows in terms of podcasting or anything that is put out there for public consumption would not be anything without the listeners so you as my co-host i'm looking to you to help me curate this show um but anyway enough about that let's get into the episode so in may of 2017 no not may i'm sorry august of 2017 the lovely yet inspiring yet beautiful congresswoman maxine waters gave us a gem It sent social media ablaze, and all she uttered were three simple words, reclaiming my time. And you know what that says to me? Reclaiming my time is cut the bullshit, don't patronize me, don't feed me nonsense, get to the point. And it's so empowering that it was retweeted, and it was reposted. It was repurposed into songs and, and dance and, <laughs> and, 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 and all types of things. Because it, it, as a person of color, I think we oftentimes are in situations where we're like, literally, you're wasting my time and I want it all back. And so it gave me a episode idea. And this episode is entitled Reclaiming Our Narrative. You know, it's interesting. People of color, we have such interesting stories um, and they're so unique. And the unfortunate thing is many times our stories are told by people who don't look anything like us. And those are the stories that are are our big business. They're sold to Hollywood. They are the basis of television programming. They are the basis of Broadway shows. They are the thesis of albums and and in all types of creative projects. But, you know, as my grandmother would say, and I'm sure many of your grandmothers would say the same thing, it's better when you get it from the horse's mouth. So my thought process in reclaiming our narrative or, or, or where I'm going with this is that we, as people of color, have added so much to the greater society, the greater community, like this motherfucker wouldn't spend on his axis without us. And so we have to be intentional about telling our stories. We have to be intentional about using the resources that are available to us to express our creative spirits. And it can't be reactionary. We can't just tell our stories in response to not being booked, not being hired, not being taken seriously. And oftentimes the genesis of our art is solely based on not being recognized by this establishment that pretty much drives what's being seen, what's being viewed, what's being consumed. So I don't get a job and as a writer, and so I write my own show, and I produce it on YouTube with my own money. Or I don't get uh, the, the gig as the lead singer, so I create my own one-woman show. And I'm just saying that those are all wonderful, But we need to get to the place where we create because we're dope 
And our voices need to be heard and things need to be told from our perspective, from the people who are actually living these stories of depression and defeat and and death and, and excitement and happiness and joy. Because it means something. Because our stories don't just change lives, they save lives. We've saved this world. And so I think we just need to get that out there. So my purpose or the purpose of this podcast is literally just speaking to my creatives, my brothers and sisters out there to let you know that there are so many people who are thirsting for us and what we have to bring. And we just have to put it out there. And and once we start to have those conversations, we realize that there are people who not only need it, but they want it and are willing to help in any way that they can. They're willing to lend their talents and their voice and their ideas to your project. Interesting story. A a couple weeks ago, I was on Facebook and I was like, hey, listen, I'm looking for dope art artists, um, producers, writers um, who've created music that where they're just looking for a voice. I'm willing to lend my voice. It's it would be a, a, a wonderful experience for myself and it would give their work life. Mm, excuse me. And from that, my uncle, who's a jazz musician out of Chicago, Illinois, um, hit me up and was like, hey, dude, like, why didn't you just call me? And I was like, well, you're an instrumentalist. I didn't think you really did the vocal music thing. And he was like, well, do you write lyric? And I was like, hmm. I want to be quite honest, I fancy myself more of a Whitney Houston type where you give me the song, I go lay the track, and bam. I'm not really the Mariah Carey where I'm writing and producing and in the booth. Um, that's a joke. But anyway, he was like, um, so you don't write lyric? And I was like, I don't. And he was like, well, that doesn't matter. He said, I know you love Whitney Houston. What are artists you love? Like, what type of music would you want to create? What type of artist would you want to be? And I was like, well, I love Anita Baker. I love Whitney uh, Stevie Wonder, I love Dottie Hathaway. These are all artists who um, I've been likened to, or people have, you know, picked up similarities in our voices, voicings. And he was like, "So a male Anita Baker?" He was like, "Okay, give me some time. I've been looking for some inspiration. There's some things I need to get together. I need to fix some equipment. I need to tweak some equipment. I need to get some new equipment. And I've been looking for a reason to to do this. You're my reason." Give me a couple of weeks. Dope collaboration. And no less with my uncle. Um, I remember traveling to Chicago as a kid and wanting to listen to jazz music because it just put me in the mood. Chicago speaks jazz to me. I don't know what that is, but he's there and I wanted to listen to jazz music the whole way there because it just made me feel closer to him. And to be be in a space now where I respect his artistry and he obviously respects mine where we could actually collab on something like that's super dope and I'm excited for the the prospect of what it could be and so I'm just saying that to say the project um or the program that I attended at Spelman College on Sunday was one curated by Janina Burnett um she is a 2000 graduate of Spelman College and currently an opera singer as well as doing musical theater in uh, New York City and she brought to Spelman a concert entitled I to Sing America an artistic lament for the fallen it incorporated guest artist uh, Kenneth Overton who's a baritone James Davis Jr. who's a t- tenor and a pianist who's also a Morehouse graduate and Rashad Moore, Moore who's an orator 
um, and, and, and speaker, also a graduate of Morehouse College. And they put together and curated this wonderful program with wonderful music. Um, a lot of it is poetry set to music, poetry um, by African-Americans um, or writings by African-Americans set to music and other soliloquies and personal statements in poetry that uh, Janina herself has written that were all incorporated into this beautifully crafted program that literally talks about the plight of being an African-American man, woman, boy, girl, child um, in our current space. Um, The program started off with a recitation of The Fallen, individuals who have met untimely and uh, very unnecessary deaths at the hands of police officers. More than 20 individuals um, from different areas of the country. We all know the stories, the Trayvon Martins and the the Alton Sterlings of the world and the Sandra Blands, all people whose lives opportunity uh, was snuffed out because no questions were asked and 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 the decent the decency and respect that you give to all people or that all people are entitled to or at least should be was taken from these individuals and so that really pierced me um that really pierced me she ended the program with a a poem that she wrote specifically to the brown girl, black girl, yellow girl, red bone girl of Spelman College. And it really was to empower them and to tell them that they are more than just their hair and more than just their skin tone and more than just their beauty, that they add something unique to the landscape that is undeniable and that cannot be taken away. Uh, This particular performance inspired conversation. It's a conversation piece and it talks about the importance of intentionally creating this type of work to be presented across the country and across the world, in schools, on university campuses, on college campuses, um, at large and small performing arts centers, because it's a message that people need to hear. Um, I'm learning that sometimes their ignorance is something that we, we throw out there to uh, chastise people and to chide them. But the reality of the situation is ignorance in its simplest form is lack of knowledge. And so we as people of color um, oftentimes just have to educate other cultures about who we are and what we represent and what we stand for and what we bring to the table. Because again, I say the world, the very world that we live in spins on its axis because of the contributions people of color have made. And and we really need to just own that. And every opportunity that we have to be creative, to, to sing, to write, to produce, to speak, to act, we need to do it. And we need to do it not as a, re- a response or in reaction to um, a failed or missed opportunity. We need to do it just because it needs to be done. And I guarantee you that if we started to do this more and we started to talk about it more and we started to call upon those very things that make us unique, our culture unique, that idea of community and that idea of collaboration, that spirit, um, 
we would see some changes. We would definitely see some changes. And 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 on the the heels of that, um, someone also said that I should let people know what I'm listening to. So right now, I am listening to a project by another Morehouse brother, Carlos Simon, called My Ancestor's Gift. I, I believe I'm saying that title correctly. And it's another wonderfully curated project that really pays homage to our ancestors. But it asks some pertinent questions. Do you think our ancestors looking down on us are pleased with our progress? And what could we do to continue to forge on in their honor? Um, Respecting what they've done, but also um, not taking for granted the sacrifices they made in order for us to get to where we are. It is a project that I am currently listening to and kind of absorbing. So I haven't finished the whole the whole the whole album. I'm literally piece by piece kind of dissecting it and allowing it to kind of get into my spirit. But it is available on all of your outlets. I assume I listen to iTunes and I listen to Apple Music. I purchased this project, but I normally listen to things via Apple Music. But I'm sure that it is available um, it, uh, for you Google and Android users. I'm sure it's probably on Amazon Music. Um, but just search for it. Carlos Simon, My Ancestor's Gift. Um, I think it's it, it's wonderful. And I really hope I'm saying the title right. Uh, I had it written down. And I don't know what I do with the piece of paper. Anyway, search it. You'll find it. Put in Carlos Simon, you'll get it. Um, nonetheless, uh, Anchor is a wonderful platform that allows you to communicate with us podcasters. There's a unique feature called Message that'll allow you to send us a message. It's an audio message. We can include it in our actual podcast or we can just use it as a way to respond and, and communicate with those who are listening to us. So I encourage you all to use it. Um, please subscribe via a podcast um, on, the, uh, on the Apple platform. Um, please review. I know it's a little early for reviews, so I'm not trying to be like, go ahead and just write something. But definitely, when you feel inspired, uh, re- vote for me. I mean, give me some stars. I guess that's what it is. Write a review. Let me know what you think. Um, I'm just trying to get the word out there. I want to be heard. I think that I provide a unique voice to this landscape, um, a voice that I haven't exactly heard, and one that I think that will be, of course, inspiring, enriching, and entertaining to others. Um, I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Um, This is this week's episode. Um, I'm kind of parked right now. I'm not driving, but you know, you get the point. Anyway, love you guys. Uh, Get back at me. Tune in next week. Tuesday is going to be my day. Every Tuesday, I am going to attempt really really hard to provide new content so just tune in check me out and it's been another episode of popping off with field podcast peace